0: Hi everyone, uh, Dave here. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Uh, now, the new Chesterfield FC season 22 23 is about to begin. Uh, Pre season is done and we're getting into the competitive games. And first up is an away trip to Dorking Wanderers. Uh, now, a few days ago, uh, Dan, who works with the club, was putting together um, some information for their match day programme. Uh, so I had a chat with him uh, about Chesterfield. Uh, so I thought it would be good to record a conversation with him about Dorking and he was more than happy to oblige. Um, Dorking have not been around that long but have had loads of promotions over the last decade. Uh, also been heavily featured uh, on YouTube in the Bunch of amateur series which is an absolutely cracking watch. Um, and also in Chesterfield's midfield now in Darren Oldacre uh, we have a player who was pivotal for them in their promotion last season too so I caught up with Dan about all of those things and more uh, to hopefully give you a bit of a rounded view uh, of Dorking Wanderers before we play them on the first game of the season as always we are at Spy Legends on Twitter and Instagram Legends of the Spy on Facebook so please do get in touch about what you'd like to see on the podcast and I'll see what I can do fingers crossed for that first day of the season and uh, Dorking seemed like a great club too so I wish them all the best for the rest of the season apart from those two games against us obviously Uh, but here we are with the latest episode of Legends of the Spire with a preview of that game against Dorking Wanderers. great opening fixture isn't it uh i suppose for both clubs
1: yeah absolutely And i know that i mean they've got the to have chesterfield at home on the first one and we've got Oldham away um the following weekend i mean guys oh, yeah fantastic um sort yeah it's been the fixture generator has been kind to us there in terms of getting the hitting the ground running obviously it's gonna be two very tough games of course but in terms of the occasion and yeah um and getting getting going it's um no, fantastic. Yeah. It's not very often for the last few years you've had that. I think any really made Stone and Ebsfleet have properly packed out the away end. So, yeah, to have that on day one will be um, be amazing, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so like, I suppose you can look at it two ways, can't you? Having, like, Chesterfield and then Oldham at the start of the season. Because you can look at it, it's like, oh, well, you know, uh, they'll be... We'll both have new squads coming in. It's probably a good time to play us. And obviously you're on that, like, the high of coming up so you should have the momentum in theory to hit the ground running but then I suppose you could look at it another way and think oh, you know and then, <laughs> and maybe a, an easier game against someone else maybe but I suppose you can look at it both ways can't it? it's 11 versus 11 at the end of the day
1: Yeah no your spot's on it's tough to gauge it's that thing of, on the one hand you've got Obviously, in Chesterfield, you know, especially with the last two seasons, and I'd appreciate there's been a lot of changes at the club with um, with personnel coming and going. But you you'd still expect, you know, it's to, to be up there competing at the very top end of the division. And and Oldham's a bit more of an unknown entity, I, I guess, because they've, they've had to reshape things a lot. But yeah, no, as you say, it's that fine line between two really tough starters, but then at the same time, probably the best time to play them in many ways. Yeah, so that's no, going to be fascinating to see how, how it goes. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. so, give us like a, a little brief potted history uh, of Dawkins because a lot's happened in quite a short space of time, hasn't it?
1: Absolutely, yeah, no, it's been an incredible story, really. I mean, the, the club formed in 1999, um, the, the manager and the chairman, I mean, he's still the manager and the chairman to this day, Mark White, um, formed it. Um, with a bunch of mates. And um, in 1999, I think he himself was just, he, was, he himself was a Wimbledon supporter. And I think around that time, he got a bit sort of dispirited about what, what was happening with with, with his club. And, and that was kind of what um, got him on the path to starting this, this new club in Dorking. Um, and then, yeah, it's just from 1999, there's 12 promotions in, in 22 completed seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, unbelievable. And a British record and completely unique. And um, and it's just all been really credit to, to the ambition of the club and, and just being very committed from day one to a, to a particular style of play. And, um, I, and uh, yeah, just uh, over the years evolved. Uh, and they started out playing on a... a Fifty pound a week rental pitch, Brock and Bigfield um, moved over to West Humble, um, which is like a sort of smaller ground. And in the last few years, been at Meadowbank, um, which is which is a fantastic location, just also the home of Surrey FA, um, just off about ten minutes from the, the, the high street in Dorking. Um, but no, it's yeah, as you say, it's such a lot has happened in such a short space of time, and um, it kind of to the point where we're now you know, on the verge of the football league and. Uh, off the back of a season where they got the promotion of course and and won the sorry senior cup for the first time as well so no it's been a unbelievable story really really has yeah
0: I saw a great interview with him where he was saying you know like at the start they had because of the regulations of the leagues it was like you know go up a league you have to put barriers around the pitch and then you go up another league and you have to put a concrete barrier around the pitch and then you go up another league and you have to do something else it's like amazing like I, I suppose it's been a learning experience for the whole club hasn't it in terms of just that progression it can be really exciting to have all that progression really quick but then there's a lot to adapt to isn't there uh kind of year by year
1: yeah absolutely yeah I think think it's just testament to how um again the the club's ambition and then but also realizing and achieving what they want to do given as you say the challenges you've got when when you've got such a fast ascent through the leagues and all, all those things you mentioned there all those things that year on year you've got to add and uh, adapt uh, off the field as well as on the field and um, I think it's just credit to the team to, obviously to himself Mark as the, as the chairman and the manager but also the team he's put around him a very loyal uh, and dedicated committee and set of volunteers uh, I know they and a lot of the players um, spent the whole summer in that transition between Brock and Bigfield and West Humble um, doing all those things like you mentioned, like putting barriers in place and getting the stand on point and floodlights and the clubhouse, all those kind of things. So, yeah, it's a testament to a lot of the um, support he's had, which is which has very much remained through the club um, to the point we are now. very much a lot of the same, the majority of the same team off the field, but even on the field as well. It's reflected in a number of the players year on year, staying on with the club. I mean, even going into next season, there's um, you know, four or five players who... Will play a part, and they were very much there in the Ismin days, coming up through the Ismin, like Step Four and Step Three, non-league as well. So, yeah, testament to the ambition, and but also that loyalty and support that's that he's managed to harness around him as well. So, no, it's um, yeah, brilliant to, um, so as you say, to have done that year on year really is hmm. is, a, is a special thing. Yeah.
0: So, so, how's the fan base kind of formed then? If you're quite, a, if you're quite a young club, is that? I suppose a lot of people have been there right from the start, haven't they? But have maybe come from other clubs or not having clubs that they support per se.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, around the time that Dorking Wanderers formed, um, it, it, it came. It's just part of the story, really, is that it, it came off at a time where Dorking FC, who um, had been going for for a much longer period of time, and that they were coming to kind of the end of their. Uh, timers, unfortunately, as a football club, um, the st- stadium fell into disarray a bit at, at that point and and they sort of um, folded around the yeah, you know, just around a few years into wanderers kind of coming through. So there's that kind of crossover period with support there. Um and then just yeah, year on year, I think just the, increasingly the story, um, the uniqueness of the story appeals to to more and more people. And, and certainly, I'm, I'm sure we've probably come on to it, but uh, in, in more recent times, the documentary that's gone out um, on YouTube, bunch of amateurs who followed the club in the last three seasons for the National League, um, has had a massive impact as well in, in terms of, again, just capturing the essence of what the club's all about, um, as well as all the drama, naturally, of the, the last three years. And, um, and of course, the they, they can see there firsthand all the, the kind of principles and the... Uh, and the qualities that the club's got. So yeah, again, like um, those challenges on and off the field, building that support base is again with such a fast ascent is, is always going to be a, be a challenge in and of itself. But yeah, it certainly um, has grown on year on year, and really reflecting that towards the back end of last year, yeah, I think that some of the broke the record of, um, attendance at Meadow Bank. Uh, a good few times for um, as, as the second half of last season as well. So, yeah, and and, ho- and hopefully we, we expect that to continue next year as well. So, yeah, a bit of it's been a challenge. It takes a bit of work, given that it's such a fast ascent. But, yeah, no, it's um, growing and um, building all the time, yeah.
0: It seems like there's a real resurgence as well of uh, of kind of the local club. Uh, kind of people going along and supporting them again now. I don't know whether that was like a pandemic thing or whether it's a VAR going into top-level football or something like that. People just kind of seem to be searching out their local, whether that be a non-league club or a club, a bit more, don't they? As you say, some of the things at the top end
1: of football now with VAR, and I think you look at some of the, um, you know, things with some of these clubs now and, the, and transfers and... Um, and that gulf in, in money at the top end of football, I think, it, yeah, the appeal of non-league is, is uh, I, I definitely feel like it has increased in the last few years, and I've seen that through. And I'm, I'm based in, in Woking, and I can see that with a few of the teams around here. Um, but, but Dorking, yeah, and um, I, yeah, it's it's, and again, I think with with something like Dorking, where it's um, there's such a good style of football that they play as well, and I think. Um, it's, again, and I, again, I think through the documentary as well, through the through the bunch of amateurs, and they can see immediately because they're so good at capturing the um, the content every week and, 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 the, and the match play every week. They can see actually the standard is is, is really good, and mm. um, yeah. So I think it's a combination of all those things. I, I totally agree with you. I think non-league's definitely had a bit of a resurgence in the last few years, and long may that continue. Yeah,
0: yeah. and like you say, we'll, we'll go on to the bunch of amateurs series because. I mean, I've been glued to it. Loads of other people have been glued to it. And obviously it's a great, uh, had a, f- a few seasons where it should have really gone up, but pandemic kind of put a stopper on uh, everything for you. So it's kind of been, a, uh, although you've had all those promotions in such a short space of time, it feels like the last three seasons, it's probably been something that should have been coming a bit sooner. Um, but it's great to have all that on film, isn't it? And to have like an insight into the dressing room. And like you say, is always impressive on the fact that he wants a certain style of play uh, and things like that. So it must be great, as like a, for the supporters to have that connection to actually see a bit more behind the scenes of everything.
1: Well, that um, honesty and candidness, I think, is is what's one of the most um, unique things with the with the club. I mean, to be that bold and kind of fierce, mm-hmm. kind of warts it all and all, and open about uh, how you want to play, and and um, you know, allow that access into the changing rooms and. Um, and, and obviously, speak to obviously Mark, very open and candid, and often very funny in what he what he says. He doesn't put any punches uh, a lot of the time, and, and a lot of the players are obviously game to speak to, um, to, to to Rich and his team, a bunch of amateurs as well. So no, it's it's, it's a it's a brilliant thing for for the club and the supporters, and um, and and Rich and his team. But yeah, have come at a time where we've had these three seasons. Um, I mean, the first year, obviously, the last couple of months was. Um, was difficult with COVID, got settled on the points per game. Uh, I Wanderers I ended up finishing seventh and got into the playoffs, but unfortunately got defeated in the semi-finals um, by Weymouth in the end. Uh, and then, of course, in the second year, it was quite heartbreaking, really. Top of the league by five points with a game in hand. Um, around that midpoint, where, of course, they just pulled the plug and um, that was it for for that season, which is, which is a real shame. And it, The team were playing so well at that point. Um, so yeah then of course we, we get to last year and finally in, in the most dramatic of circumstances in the playoff final do get over the line um and for yeah, for rich and his team a bunch of to have been there throughout that that whole journey of for three years is, is incredible really um you could not have asked for it. <laughs> as, as good a job as they've done it they do and technically fantastic in, in in capturing the the content and and, and obviously rich's narration is always uh, is always brilliant mm-hmm. but to ha- so to have all that in tandem with such an, you know, an amazing journey we've had these last three seasons is, is, is a brilliant thing. Yeah. So, um, long may it continue, and hopefully they're, they're okay to uh, keep capturing the the club next season. And what will be another unique season, being the first one at, at that level. So
0: yeah, yeah, long may that continue. Yeah, it's it's great. What the, the bits that I enjoy most is on the touchline and and where he's talking to either the opposition players or the opposition managers, and he's going. You don't need to be like that. You don't need to be fouling. You're a good team. Why are you playing like that? You're good to... So I'd be. I'd, I'd. love to hear what goes on between him and Paul Cook on that first game of the season. Oh, I'd be fascinating. Like, yeah. Bounce off each other, though. Too, <laughs> <wouldn't> <laughs> it? <laughs> it'll be interesting to see uh, if we could uh, see them both having a cup of tea afterwards and having a chat. It'd be really interesting. I imagine yeah. it'll be, uh, it'd be an interesting one.
2: <laughs> Me and my friends. We just said, let's just start playing football on a Saturday um, as opposed to travelling around watching games and um, that's where it started really. We rented a council pitch for 50 quid and um, we used to have to drag the nets across it. And, you know, same old thing, people would turn up late so they didn't have to do it and other people stood doing stalls with the nets blowing in the wind and you know, standard park football stuff. We started in Division 5 of the Croydon District Football League. We played one season in that league and um, we then transferred across to the West Sussex Football League and it had essentially four divisions and a Premier League and that was before you even went into intermediate football, you know, which has three divisions and that's before you go into county league football. This club's got the most promotions in British football history. If we had the same number of promotions in the next ten years as we had in the last ten years, we'd be in the Premier League. That's a fact. And that was the sort of journey within that time. But You could not play a lower level of football um, if you tried.
0: So, like, what can you expect then, style of football? It'll be interesting because uh, Chesterfield with Paul Cook now, it's a very 4-2-3-1. It's uh, passing, pressing. It's going to be quite high energy, which is a bit of a trait change from the previous boss we had. Um, Obviously, with Dorking, they're going to want to pass and, and move the ball and things like that as well. So it's going to be an interesting match-up between these two teams, isn't
1: it? Yeah, absolutely. And um, it really is going to be fascinating to see how Wanderers do get on in these first few weeks because uh, they're carrying on as a part-time club going into the division um, and, and sticking with that three-five-two formation that's carried them so far. And that's, you know, obviously possession-based and playing out from the back, um, looking to get the ball into into wide areas. Um, so, yeah, to, to match that up with, with with some of these um you know the, the, the experience level of management the experience level of players and uh, goes up of course it goes up quite a big step as, as we know so yeah um, to be putting the wits against Chesterfield on day one's one and then Paul Cook will be, will be fascinating in, in that sense but I think even through pre-season Mark has um, acknowledged and they'll always look to you know it's not like um, the 3-5-2 um, often they'll Go to four at the back when you know when it comes to sort of match playing and, and game management and things like that. But I think he's he's certainly been more open in preseason about um, that having to be you know acknowledged and used you know more as we go up uh, to take this step up in division. Um, so yeah, it'll be really fascinating to see just how uh, it'll look to stay true to his principles absolutely and, and be competitive with that, but at the same time reconcile that with this this. Big step up that we've got here, and, and, and how he tactically adjusts to that. Yeah, it'd be fascinating to, to see, really. Yeah.
0: So, so where do you think in a league table you might kind of uh, think you could get to in a league table this season?
1: It really is hard to gauge. I know that the um, that they certainly will be looking to be competitive, and they really won't be looking to settle with just survival. They certainly look to finish as high as they possibly can do. Um, but, again, you've got to reconcile that with the step-up and the fact they're staying part-time and, um, and they've retained a lot of the core team from last season as well. Um, so, I think, really, I, I think a lot of supporters would, would be happy with a competitive campaign, um, you know, competitive and mixing with, with the bigger teams, perhaps, you know, looking for maybe a I think sort of finish around mid-table. I think a lot of fans would, would be would be happy with that, certainly, and be competitive, um, and maybe fact aim with a with a cup run i know last year was um was disappointing couldn 't quite get to the first round of the f a cup so that would be um, that in tandem with the competitive season yeah. would be um would be fantastic uh, but of course, like any newly promoted club you, you want um, yeah, to the, the aims always to of course to survive and um and stay in the league, but I know that Mark and the team they will look to very much kick on from that and
0: uh, and be competitive as well yeah. Like I say, that momentum that you've had over the previous few seasons, that should carry you a, a good way into into the season on its own, in theory. Because, you know, you look at teams like, I wouldn't want to be Scunthorpe coming down. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up right near the bottom of the league. Because we know as Chesterfield, if you come into this league on bad form, uh, you sink like a stone really quickly. So it's almost the best. We've seen other teams go up as well. I think we're all expecting teams like York probably to do quite well in this league as well. So um, it'll be interesting to see who does end down there. Because, like I say, I don't think it'll be Dorking and York that'll end up in the bottom bottom four. It'll probably be some other kind of bigger reputation clubs, maybe that might be might be down there.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Momentum is so such a big thing, and and as you say, I I know Chesterfield in that first season and. didn't it, it's, it's taken a little bit of time to kind of get going again, and you look at End last year and the first half of the car. They kind of came good in the second half of the campaign, but, um, but yeah, that momentum is massive, and, and the fact that he's he's been and it's such a good thing that he's been able to keep a lot of the team together. I mean, obviously, there's a there's a boldness and a risk, I guess, in coming into the league. Of, you know, vast majority of full-time teams and staying part-time, but in doing that, he's managed to retain uh, the majority of the players who've, who've been with the club for the last few years and and know the style of play and um and have, and have been you know playing at the high you know at the top end of step two for the last few years. So so yeah, the momentum absolutely massive, and I think yeah with um with with, with a yeah with a, with a sort of neutral footballing hat on, I think yeah I think I'd, I'd lean on what you're saying and, and the same with york really where you you be more in favor of and backing those teams to, to have more of a more of a, you know carry out momentum and, and be competitive and have a, and have a go
0: yeah absolutely so Chesterfield have got a, a an attacking player in their ranks as we signed uh, Darren Oldker this uh, this pre-season and he's, he's looked really good him and uh, him and Ollie Banks who we've um signed from the league who's just come back down after being at Chesterfield years ago they're both in midfield it, it's funny they both look like uh they're both kind of got ponytails and look quite similar but ollie banks is like six foot two and he's a lot shorter yeah, so he looks like course. a much smaller clone of ollie banks but they look like a good partnership so um so tell us a bit about him and what we can expect what it was like for you guys
1: yeah so to darren oldacre he, he came in um uh, well, November time, and, uh, so, so, so midway through the season, he joined the club. I, I know he'd previously been at Gillingham, um, where he played, um, I think at the, just, at the time, just at Edinburgh was at the football club. He, he, he had a good run in the team there, but um, but left there and, and it kind of drifted a little bit. I know he had a, a loan spell at Billericay, and he was at Welling and Hive Town. He's a little bit drifted a little bit, but he, but he joined us in November of, of last year and, and just immediately, uh, and full credit to him, he, Adapted to the style of play very quickly, which is not always the case. Um, it's just has taken, particularly midfielders, has taken not always been that quick in adapting to the wondrous style of play, but he got it straight away. Um, and having arrived in early November, he, he was immediately became a, a fixture and a, and a key member of the team. Went on a 10 game winning run through November and December, and he was right in the, in the heart of that. Um, and yeah, straight away, it was so, his, his technical ability was there for all to see. Excellent passing range, particularly good at spraying the ball into the channels and releasing the wide men. Mm. Um, like all good midfield players, that knack of finding space and, and having time on the ball. Um, being targeted in, in increasingly as, as people kind of uh, got weary of what he was about. He was, you could see his quality in, in fending off players as well. And, um, and just being a really good playmaker and, and, and everything really flowing through him. Um, so no, really, it was a fantastic signing uh, s- towards the end of the campaign. I know his form slightly um, dropped off, in tandem with with Mark uh, looking to use a bit more experience in that part of the field, just at that time of the season, so Luke more a uh, more experienced and a more aggressive player came in um, towards the end of the, of the campaign. Um, but uh, yeah, the Darren played a, a massive part last season. I think there was, and I think there was always that expectation that come the summer. Um, you know, a more established National League side, or maybe even a Football League you know, side, would come in for him. And, and, and I know Paul Cook, um, from seeing a couple of interviews, mentioned he, he had been tracking him for quite a while. So I think the mood as Disappointing as it was from the Wanderers' perspective. I think the move away was um, was, was anticipated, really. Yeah. So, um, But no, he certainly played a big part and, and set pieces and penalties as well. And he became the, the club's penalty taker as the season went on, scored a few key goals and um, was the match winner with, with a few free-kick specials as well. I remember the home to Oxford earlier, sort of um, as part of that ten-game run, ten-game winning run. Um, one of those games, nil-nil, looking for a, a break of the deadlock, and he and he pulled out a, a brilliant free kick to, to be the match winner. So, no, from Chesterfield perspective, got a great player, and, and from what I've heard from pre-season so far, he's he's, he's looked good. Yeah, so no, it's uh, hopefully he can having had that spell um, drifting before he joined Wonders. Hopefully, with his time at Chesterfield, he can carry on kicking on and and keep moving forward. Yeah, great, great to see.
0: So, so who are the danger men then for your team? Uh, obviously, who who should who should we be looking out for?
1: Well, I, I, I certainly Alfie Rutherford. Um, him staying with the football club um, has been a massive, really, and there's been a lot of interest from other teams. But he um, main striker for Wanderers uh, last season. His, his strike partner, Jason Pryor. Um, who's been a talisman for the club for a number of years. He was injured for, for much of the campaign last year. Um, so Alfie really had to step up and and, and he absolutely did that. He, top scorer for the club in the division, 32 goals, uh, if you include the playoff games. Um, it's really dynamic forward, um, scores all types of goals. Um, so him, he signed a two and a half year deal with the club back in January. So him, yeah, staying on amidst this interest as it's massive, so he'll be um, one to watch and, he, and he, he'll be chomping at the bit to have another go at step one because he um, is part of the Havard and Waterlooville team that came up a few years ago um, and, he, and he, I think even in that season he's, even though they got relegated, he, he scored 13 goals in that campaign, so yeah, he would definitely be one to look out for and um, we've got Josh Taylor in midfield, who had, had a fantastic campaign last year, really technically sound midfield player, smooth operator in the middle of the park and um, and unfortunately, I mean one of the other key men for Wonders. Unfortunately, we won't see him for another few months because he's recovering from an ACL injury. Um, Matt Briggs, who's, who's been at the club for several seasons now, lightning fast winger, um, who's really just um, beats. He's got to be one of the fastest players. Certainly, it's, certainly it's step two one of the fastest players and um, great end product. Great knack of you know making that decision with you know even having a, taking on a strike at goal or finding the man in the box. Um, yeah, yeah, unfortunately, it's a real shame that he's not going to be around for for the first few months. But yeah, certainly he'll be a, a really exciting player to look to look out for when he does come back, which will hopefully be around the the midpoint of the season, all, all being well. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, they'll be the kind of key guys that you you would say in an attack, and the most um, add a, add a few names as well in the summer. I'm, I'm, Jack Jebb is coming from Dartford um, to, to effectively replace Darren Oldacre's um, departure. He's um, uh, Jed, really, again, like Oldacre, really sound, technical player, um, great pedigree. He came from the ranks at Arsenal and um, played in the Football League. So he's, he's coming and, and looks really good. We've got um, Ryan Seeger, who's, who's joined from Hungerford Town. Um, he was. Uh, only behind Alfie Rutherford in the goal-scoring ranks last season in the National League South. so um, And he's a top scorer in the in the season that got curtailed the year before. So he's, again, another striker of good pedigree, dynamic. Um, and we've also uh, managed to bring in Adam Meckie as well, uh, who's, who's come in. He's a, a winger who's got real experience of, of playing at the top end of National League. He's been with Bromley and Tranmere, who's always shot previously as well. So Adam Meckie's come in as uh, another option on the wings experienced players so to have that with the likes of luke moore staying at the club and barry fuller the captain um at the backs is a good, good blend of players coming through and, uh, and experience um going into the, to the campaign yeah
0: if ever so with all the chesterfield fans going down to dorking what should we be uh, if they want to make a day of it where should where should they be going what should they be seeing where should they be having a pint that type of stuff
1: well, it's, well, it's it's again great that the, the location of the club. I mean, it's it's such a picturesque location. They've got um, just in front of the the, the hills of, of of the Mole Valley area, such a beautiful location. But but also, yeah, just literally a ten minute walk from from the, the, the Dorking High Street market town. So it's got a mix of recognised and kind of more unique boutique um, shops and, and, and things. So, so it's a really good away day. And I think in terms of um, where to go before the game, you've got a few pubs on the High Street. I know they've got the uh, the Sturry Yeoman and, and the White Horse pubs again, just literally a you know, ten-minute walk from the ground and easy to get to. So, um, yeah, it really, really makes for, for a good away day. And um, and I know they've got the uh, obviously when when they get to the ground as well, we'll have the, um, the the fan zone behind the main stand as well. So plenty of space for, for supporters to to mingle before the game as well. Yeah. So no, it's, um, look again, like we said, I think there's only really um, a couple of teams last year, Maidstone and Ebsley were packed out the away end and, and, and it's such, I mean, it, it, naturally the atmosphere and uh, the buzz around the ground is, is, is immense when, when, you get that. So um, yeah, really looking forward to, to, to Chesterfield
0: coming down on, on the opening day. Yeah. It should be, should be fantastic. Well, probably going to happen a dozen or more times this season, isn't it? With, uh, a lot of those teams in there now. It's it's. I was talking to Adam Summerton who does the BT Sport coverage, and he was saying how that, um, that 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 kind of group of teams now that are at the top of that league are just some really big clubs now. You know, Wrexham and Notts County and Southend, and uh, you know those clubs that have come down, there are all going to bring big followings to you, aren't they? So it's uh, it's it's going to be it's going to be really interesting to see how you how you perform against everyone.
1: Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable really the, the, the timing of uh, this to, to be in the division at this point in time where you've got so many former football league sides um, like yourselves of Chesterfield, of course, and, you know, Oldham and Scunthorpe has um, still can't quite believe that that's you know the, the, the way they've obviously come down from the from the football league, of course Wrexham and South Southend, um, and even on a local level actually as well. To, for Wanderers, it's it's great because we've got um, Woking, um, sort of on the opposite side of Surrey, um, and we've got Aldershot who are just down the road in, in Hampshire as well. So yeah, on that national level, but also locally for next season, yeah, going to be some some great gates and some some fantastic occasions for for sure. Yeah, yeah,
0: It'd be brilliant, great. Right. Well, uh, so getting getting closer that first match. Then, so is it just a is it just an excitement kind of thing going up? Uh, I, I suppose you've kind of just used to winning for the last <laughs> decade or so. So, uh, I suppose you're just looking forward to it, are you?
1: Well, I think that's the key with this season. Uh, you know, the, the expectation, having had such an amazing run in, in recent times, and, um, and 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 to have got to this level now. I think, yeah. you like I was saying earlier on, as much as Mark and the management team want the team to be competitive and and give it a right go and uh, and look to mix it with the bigger teams in the division, uh, I think given that you, you reconcile that with the run that the club has had and uh, the, the the period of adaptation is going to be required. Yeah, it's it's you can kind of go into the season more, more of that uh, mindset of uh, you know enjoy, looking to enjoy the occasions and feel out the league and relax and kind of, you know, and, and see how, how far we can go. Yeah. So, and, and and that buzz and that momentum we talked about, yeah, especially and especially the way it all went down towards the end of last season um, with, the, with the playoff final, we'll, we'll just, yeah, um, keep that feel-good factor going um, for, for a long enough period. So, no, um, yeah, I think it's, it's it'll certainly be a season of uh, of excitement and, and, and just enjoyment, really. And, and I think, and again, I think the club, if, if they can... Also, looking yeah, you know, the FA Trophy, the FA Cup, look to to do a run there in in tandem with that um, kind of a season. That'd be in the league. Uh, it'd, be, it'd make make for a brilliant campaign. Yeah, yeah,
0: brilliant. Well, great. Uh, nice speaking to you. And we'll uh, we'll we'll see you all at Dorking. It'll be an interesting first match, and uh, who knows what'll happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> we we shall see. Yeah, I think it's that. It's, it's, it's that, that honeymoon start period of the season, isn't it? Where you can kind of, yeah, you kind of, we'll see how we go. And um, maybe after 10, 12 games, is when you can start thinking, right, now we get a picture of, of what's going to look like. But, but no, to have um, yourself, Chesterfield, come down on the opening day and have that followed up with the Oldham game the following week, I mean, it's, um, it's, it's fairytale fairy stuff to start the campaign. So no, everyone very much looking forward to it. And um, can't wait to get going now, yeah.
0: Okay, so there we go. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the podcast this week Uh, the talk is finished now and it's time for the season to begin let us hope uh, that it's a positive result down at Dorking and a good performance too and fingers crossed for a successful uh, season this year I think everyone's got a feeling that it could be a good one Um, but I'll be back uh, next week uh, with another podcast Um, so looking forward to seeing you then